why the hell we're bothering doing this I'll introduce the uh, my co-host for today uh, my name is Mark Pollard I'm the chairman of the club which essentially gives me all the power and influence of that the Queen which is nothing um, to my right we've got El Capitan and midfield maestro Mr Pez Hughes whose uh, feet are only bettered by the speed of his mouth uh, Pez <laughs> how you doing mate? I'm good mate it's good to be here and then to my left, and uh, it was deliberately left to last because we've got El Num Numero Uno, the big man, the gaffer himself, manager John Hughes. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, Mark. So, um, Pez, uh, we're just a couple of hours away from kickoff of our first cup game um, for a while. This is on the back of you having just come back from your stag do and probably drunk. 10 times your body weight in alcohol so are we expecting a high octane performance today from you 10 times my body weight is a lot of alcohol um, <laughs> so i'm not quite sure it was that much but i don't think i've given a high octane performance since i was about 12 years old you might have just noticed that there's a weird buzzing noise that's just disappeared we just realized that was the fan that was keeping us all nice and temperate um never mind eh? Aye. we'll switch our nuts off so what were you saying there pez about the uh, your body weight and alcohol yeah, I don't quite think you can consume 10 times my body weight because I'm a big fat lump of lad. But um, with regards to high octane, I'm fortunate enough that there's a, there's a couple of high octane players strategically placed around me. So I, I don't know if I'll be necessarily bringing the high octane, but I think it will be there from, from some of the other lads. And Yaz, um, this is your first game back after a holiday stint. Um, Midge was quite keen to point out during the course of uh, his last match interview that he'd handed it over to you um, undefeated. Is there any extra pressure then that <laughs> you're taking over? Um, no, not really. No extra pressure. Every game should be enjoyed. Every match day should be enjoyed. Um, and I think that's the way I'd prefer to go into it rather than think about pressure situations. Well, Midge did promise that he was going to come. He's suggested it's work. We all know he's rather keen to get his hands on any sort of a microphone because he loves the sound of his own voice. However, uh, we think he's just trying to play it cool to undermine the, the fact that he's actually probably really excited about this, probably more so than the rest of us, um, our own Paul O'Grady lookalike, yeah. as it were. But he's not here to defend himself, so um, we'll keep on going at him. Right, uh, the reason why we're doing this is a couple of reasons. Um, we're a grassroots team based in Merseyside. We're in the West Cheshire League. What would you say our standard is? We're, we're probably the next step down from semi-professional is probably the most accurate way of describing. Most of our lads have either played for a club or been on their books at some point or played at that level. So we wanted to do something that gave fans, players, club members a chance to feel a bit more involved in the club, understand a bit more about what's going on. And hopefully we'll do it without being too... I was going to say too biased, but we will be, and we won't apologise for being too biased, I guess. Um, 
but we, we, we're trying to do it so that if you're a grassroots enthusiast you can perhaps keep up to date with some news and if you don't have a grassroots team maybe you can adopt us and if you're a multi-millionaire and you would like to invest large sums of money in the club um, we'll be open to that as well um, Absolutely. yeah so um, if you do have any thoughts or comments um, you can get us online we're on social media so we're on Instagram Twitter uh, Facebook at Cheshire Lions FC you can get us on uh, social media it's at Cheshire Lions FC by all means give us your thoughts and your comments because in football everyone has it it's like ourselves isn't it everyone's got a comment and an opinion on football you can also send us an email it's podcast at cheshirelinesfc.co.uk if you want to send us an email as well so if there's anything you want us to touch on if you firmly disagree in what everything that we're saying then by all means let us know of course if it's offensive or we disagree with it we will just delete um so um right first and foremost i've got on my list of things to cover um now we were planning on doing one of these a lot sooner so we were probably going to just be looking at maybe one or two games, but actually we're now five games into the season, and I certainly wouldn't suggest we look at these five games in any sort of great detail because we'll be here till Christmas otherwise. That being said, we could probably touch on most of them to some degree. I'll start with you, yours, because you must be quite happy with the start to the season. Um, yeah, I am. I am very happy to, with the start of the season. I think the fo- footballing-wise, I think on the whole, we played really, really well, and that's been pleasing to see. So performances have been really good. I obviously missed the Mossley Hill game. I was away on holiday where we drew. Uh, but apparently that was a pretty even game. A bit disappointed with the first game only being 1-1. Um, and that's no disrespect to our opponent, Poulton Royal. The weather conditions weren't the best and stuff like that. But we still played some really good football in the first half. And I think we just we lost our way a little bit sec- in the second half and just stopped passing the ball around and giving it away cheaply. So that was a bit disappointing. But apart from that, now, pretty good start. Uh, we've scored, I was doing some some research, uh, we've scored 18 goals in our first five games, as against nine this time last season. Um, presumably that's all down to you, Pez. <laughs> How many of them are from set pieces? Um, <laughs> well, there's quite, quite, Andy Dicko is our leading goal scorer at the minute, and all of them were penalties. <laughs> That's a, that's a little bit of grim reading, I suppose, but it shows that we can share the goals around us, isn't it? So um, I, d- I don't mind that Andy's up there because his penalty record is absolutely second to no one I've ever played with, to be fair. And Sam Dicko seems to have hit the ground running as well because I was looking at the Man of the Match awards and now he scored three goals in four games this season and he was Man of the Match in one of those four games and came second in all the others. So he's in a pretty hot vein of form, which... Again, must be quite nice. Sam's the type of player who takes you from being a, a good team to a great team. I think that there's loads of good players in this team, but when someone's got that level of raw pace, it's a game changer. Um, Dotting dot, dot, dot good players around your team is always ideal, but you need somebody like that who's just unplayable on days, so fast, commit players, score goals. And I think if we've got any shot of anything this year, Sam Dicko's sensible to most of that. In two of the games, we've been 2-0 down at half-time and then come back to win. Is there any particular reason why we've we've been doing that? Um, very very difficult to be, for me to comment because on both occasions I wasn't there. So it's uh, Midge's fault. Uh, well, yeah, I blame Midge. But on the whole, I think it's um, concentration levels. There are times where over the course of the last couple of seasons we've started really slow. Um, and I think that's a mental thing. 
right from the the minute where people get there, lads get there and stuff like that. Great, we you know we love to have a laugh and a joke. At the end of the day, we're all there to enjoy ourselves. But you know we keep trying to instill in the guys that as soon as they go out for the warm up, you switch on, you switch on, then you get your game face on and you get prepared and ready to play. Um, and I think it only takes one or two of the lads not to be switched on from the start. All of a sudden, you're a bit sloppy. You make a mistake. You give your opponent an opening. Now, I was going to mention cautions. We're going to come to this in the news section, but um, from your perspective, yours, you're going to obviously going to be happy with the fact that we seem to be getting into trouble with the ref a lot less. Um, Pez, from a player's perspective, is this a conscious thing? Because again, during my highly detailed research, we had uh, we had five yellow cards at this point in the season. We've actually only had two, and they were both in the first game of the season. So we've effectively had four clean runs. Uh, without any sort of bookings. I mean, is that being conscious on the players' part? Is it the Simbins that are putting you off, or are we just getting better at it? I think it is a conscious thing, but it's not just from the players. There's been quite a lot of discussions over conduct, probably from from Malaby away last year onwards. I think there's been a bit more of conscious effort with, with everything, because the vast majority of our bookings are really, really avoidable. They tend to be for things like descent and stuff like that and it's just such a waste you know if you, if you want to rag a shirt in the last 10 minutes you, you can't quite do it you'll have to chase people and i'm not a big fan of that um the sim bins probably has um woken everybody up a little bit as well because i mean it's like a power play in hockey isn't it you you've got a focused 10 minutes of an extra player you can put a game to bed in, in that time if if you really really put your mind to it so i, I do think there's a lot of factors to it, and I think that the conversations had last season, combined with the change in the rules, is what you see in there. Our <coughs> stats so far this season are now. These are up for debate, and we'll come to this a little later on. So I won't spoil my rant just yet. But we've played five, um, one of which is in the cup. We've won three, and we've drawn two. Although the record would show that we've actually uh, won two, drawn two, and lost one. Uh, the defeat will be up for debate later on. Um, so brace yourselves for that because I will get on the uh, soapbox. Um, so yeah, we, we, we've we've we're undefeated as at this point. We've yeah. scored eighteen goals and we've only conceded eight, which again is the same as this time last year. So we seem to have hit the ground running. We're quite happy, aren't we? Yes, as I said before, um, really happy with the start. Very happy with the the way the lads have applied themselves, right from. The first training session in the summer, to be honest with you, the attitude's been really good. There's been a good vibe at every session and every game. Um, and also, I think, quite a few new additions in the summer that have been coming down to training and getting around the games and stuff like that. And I think that breeds competition for uh, for places. So maybe a couple of lads who've been with us for quite a while have, have upped their game as well and got a little bit more tuned into what we actually want from them on a match day not just in terms of performance but also um with discipline and stuff like that so yeah very happy moving on to news i've got first on the list yoz is back which is now old news really because you you've been managing for a few number of months now you gave up for uh, mental health reasons i.e it's like <laughs> banging your head against a brick wall every saturday and eventually it starts to hurt and quite rightly uh, you just wanted to enjoy the football. You've always been involved with the club anyway, but this summer you saw fit to put yourself back into that torture chamber seat and become a manager. 
for which I am utterly delighted, by the way, because you're probably the best man manager I've ever come across. Is that just because you're glutton for punishment? Yeah. Um, no, not really. Um, you know, some of these lads have been with me since it was about tw- since they were about twelve. Sorry. Um, so I've managed them for a long time. Obviously, of you know the committee, we've all known each other for a long time, and know how much everybody puts into making the club take over every day, every week, every month, every year. And I just, I thought it was the right thing to do, to be honest with you, to get back involved. You must be happy, Pez. Back on free kicks and... Yeah, finally, about time. We've started scoring some again as well, so that, that's not no coincidence. I, I think the um, it was a bit of a perfect storm when, when you stepped away. I think we, we'd sort of just won a cup, hadn't we? We'd had a, a bit of a run-in with our, our, our wonderful league that we've had. and It, it just probably maybe felt like a good time to step away and various people have come in and for whatever reason it's not quite worked but you, you, I, I, your output never really diminished you you were still involved and helping so it just sort of made sense well if you're going to be here and you're going to be helping out as much as you have been you, you might as well put me back on the free kicks <laughs> <clears throat> we've also got another uh, familiar face who's come back now this is relatively new I didn't have this on the notes but Jack Newton is a sign back for us yeah Jack how can you not love Jack I mean the man strolled round the whole of Leeds on foot at 3 o'clock in the morning um, just because he can um, so to, to, to have Jack back as, as a player and as a lad is brilliant and Danny's got someone to talk to again which is really really good well I don't think they do talk do they I think it's just <laughs> this subliminally yeah. converse to one another yeah yeah that, that's they don't say too much I, I heard that when Jack was strolling around Leeds he was still looking for his, for his first touch from the game that day <laughs> yeah yeah Watson is one of his best as, as someone who played in that game I won't comment on first touches <laughs> One of the new things that was introduced into our league this year was the Simbin. I guess first I'll get your thoughts on whether or not you thought it was a good introduction and then whether or not you think it's worked so far and if there's any problems that you see. We'll we'll start with you, Pez, because obviously you're the one who's likely to be subject to the Simbin, more likely than us. When it was first mentioned, did you think, oh, bloody hell, this is just one of them experiments that's going to go wrong? Uh, the scepticism probably arrives because of how difficult it can be to implement. You know, it's it's a it's a massive new thing, and you know, for for people who are probably my age now, you know, pushing thirty and, and people who are still playing in thirty, you've played for such a long time without this thing, and it, it's almost a case of like, what what's this now? What 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 are you talking about? But it does make you think twice about what you say and when you say things to referees and that can only be a good thing I mean you know I know we all joke about referees but they shouldn't be subject to to sort of what they are not um, all of them not all of them but we have actually been given an incorrect simbin this season I don't know if you're aware of that we, we had a, we had a player simbin and it, it shouldn't have happened oh really was that uh, Sam it was Sam at Remeker and Sam was simbined for something he said to an opposing player and I've gone back and clarified someone with the with the almighty Stevie Stewart, who's um, who, who's my bible on all things referee. And he said that the simbin for descent is just towards the referee. Oh really? So the referees are still learning that side of it as well. It's it's still brand new for them. So we uh, luckily enough we won the game. But I guess the Sam incident. Um, were you there for that, Yoss? Yes. Yeah. That's I suppose the Sam incident is probably a perfect example of the positive of a simbin because. 
Sam is a fabulous player who can do something spectacular in that particular instance. And just he'd been kicked up and down the the, the pitch all day by the his opposing marker, mm-hmm. and then had quite simply just made him look stupid and put the ball in the back of the net, and then just got slightly overzealous in celebrating the fact that he'd got one over this fellow who'd been kicking lumps out of him. Now normally that'd have been a yellow card and a fine, and I appreciate you've just pulled us on a technicality, which is sort of ruined my point, but. It seems a lot more sensible that someone just in the heat of the moment doing something a bit daft avoids a fine, gets ten minutes to go and cool down, and probably will learn his lesson for next time. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, on, on the decision itself, it's things like that that make me skeptical about Simbins, and I've done from day one because just like players, just like managers, you've got referees of varying standards. And some of the guys that we've had over the last couple of seasons will 100% struggle with this rule. How to apply it, when to apply it, how to manage it. And that's that has made me sceptical. Spect- I can't say that way, can I? <laughs> uh, teeth in. Yeah. But from when I first heard about it um, during the closed season, I thought I'd take it as a positive and it was a... I've seen it as an opportunity, basically, to make the players have and show more discipline um, on the pitch or around the pitch. So, you know, as much as I can understand Sam being frustrated at being after being kicked and stuff like that, that is frustrating, I know. I've been there on both ends. I've done the kicking and I've been kicked. Um, but I don't like the reaction. There's, there's absolutely no need because you've just humiliated the guy by scoring a great goal and... You know, that's it, get on, walk off. But going back to my point about making a positive out of the Simbin thing, um, right from the first training session where we were getting the lads obviously back into um, fitness and coaching a few more skills into them and stuff like that, um, we started to be really tough with them in terms of discipline um, for when they disagreed with the decision that we made when they were playing games. Simple little things like that. So if someone answered us back, then they'd go and do a lap of the field around the chess. And chess is a big field. Um, and we've religiously done that every single session since then. And also during the friendlies, if anybody showed any type of dissent or being stupid, rash challenge, anything, whether that to be, be to an opponent or to the officials or the guys on the other line, no matter how bad they are, um, then I'd take them off and that's the beauty of roll on roll off you just reminded me of that actually because you, you have been doing that in league games as well this season there's been a couple of occasions when someone has could have been simbinned and has perhaps got away with it but then you've pulled them off almost as a self-imposed simbin yeah that's right um, and I've done that a couple of times in the past but I just made my mind up that it's this season um, I'm going to have a zero tolerance approach with it um, because it's the only way that people will either learn by the mistakes that they make or they won't get any game time or very limited game time it's as simple as that and as I say roll on roll off is perfect for that you know that's one opportunity where you can impose your discipline on the players on the field hey look you know we all get heated during games it's tough sometimes we're very passionate about the club and the sport um, and we all feel a big sense of injustice when the ref doesn't give a decision our way that we feel we should have got but 
You're never going to change it. Never going to change his mind. He's made his decision. That's it. Crack on. And I guess the main issue with the sim bin is the ability to apply it correctly by the refs. Uh, the quarry back game probably could have been 11 versus 5 if the referee... Because he, he didn't want to do it at all, did he? The sim bin. In fact, I'm pretty certain he said to somebody, I don't think it applies in this sort of cup game. But it does. And I think for fear of his own safety, quite rightly, didn't apply it. Um, but they could have been down to five players, really. And I guess that's where the problem starts to kick in, where it's that inconsistency. Yeah, I think in his defence, he had a really good game on a day, of course. Because like you said, you know, without digging them out too much, they're a, they're a very throwback team and they can be intimidating to play against, but answer referee against. And uh, I thought he, st- he stood up as much as you can expect, but he, he did not seem too keen on using the sim bin. And I think if he had of... It would have got silly. Season. It'd have been filled in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, okay. Well, the next thing on my list is something that was sort of officially announced this week, but has been ongoing well before the start of the summer, which is the teamwork community scheme, which uh, Mr. Hughes, or of course, there's two Mr. Hugheses. Mr. Hughes Senior uh, came up with the concept um, of um, each week the the players, supporters are encouraged to bring food which then gets lo- donated to a local food bank. It was introduced this summer. We're hoping perhaps even opposition teams will, will bring stuff, and if they do, when we play away, we'll donate it to the food bank closest to their ground. I mean, what what made you come up with the idea? Basically, a heart, I suppose. I'm a socialist anyway. I believe that everyone has the right to, to live their life, and there's a lot of people in this country at the moment, unfortunately, um, for one reason or another who is really really struggling struggling for food and that's just a basic human right um, but how can I affect that I can't affect that because the government well I'm not even going on to politics I can't, <laughs> I can't affect it simple as that um, so yeah I just thought it was the right thing to do I've seen lots of things on Twitter about fan support and food banks um, where they go to a match day, various clubs, even away games, they'll go and they'll collect um, various items to give out at food banks to, to people who are struggling. So I just thought, hey, you know what? That's a good idea. That's something we can adapt at our level. Why not? And I also think it'll uh, it'll help the lads have a greater understanding of what other people's lives are like out there because it's not all... Um, a bed of roses for people, you know. It's gone quite well so far, hasn't it, Pez? Yeah, it has, and I think with, with us keeping it local community as well, it's it's this is what this is what this is supposed to be, you know. People from the same community uh, getting behind. I mean, our supporter um, fan base has sort of increased for games. We're getting quite a decent turnout now, and. I think to, to see the food going sort of around where we all live and knowing that it's making a difference to people around where we live, I think that, that that's huge as well. I think it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a real positivity in that for me. The boys do seem to have taken it. I mean, there's a great turnout each week. We're getting bags and bags of stuff. We can always have more. So um, if you do decide you fancy coming down to the chest to watch a game or um, even if you just want to help out um, any sorts of food... Um, I think they, they prefer some healthier stuff than the good old days of lots of carbs that you might bring down um, toiletries 
Um, that's something that's quite often overlooked. Toilet rolls, razors, things like yeah. that. Women's Clean, products. Cleaning products and stuff like that. We, we take our stuff to um, Church Hall around the corner called St. Mark's, who's, where the Trussell Trust run the um, food bank. I hate that word. I just can't think of another one. But uh, where they run it for the general community in that area. So getting to know the guys who, who run there, they've said to me that, you know, soap powder which you can get a box now for £1.60 in Tesco's. I bought a couple yesterday. Washing up liquid, 49p in Aldi. Go and get two, there's a quid. Well, you've got 2p over to put in your penny jar. But it doesn't cost much, very easy to do. And you might feel a bit better about yourself, mightn't you? I think that's I think that's the point, isn't it? That if you spend a quid and everyone spends a quid, lo and behold, you suddenly got, there's 25 lads, there's 25 quids worth of stuff there. That's a That's food for a family, isn't it? comfortably um so it we're not asking for swathes of cash to put you out of out of sorts yourself it's just a, a small donation there's a lot of things that shops sell two for one they have offers on you, you go in you need a, a jar of pasta sauce or something like that and they'll have two for one so I, i've just been seeing the extra one as not for me I, i've paid for my one the what comes with that then? I passed that on. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't come for it. I don't need it. So you don't even have to use any extra expenditure. If you, if you keep an eye out for stuff like that, pick yourself up an extra one, get one free, and, and you know, pass it down the line to someone that can use it. Fantastic. Well, you can get more information on our website if you go to cheshirelinesfc.co.uk. You can actually find an article that gives you some more information. All supports. Um, very much appreciated even if you can just like and share some of the posts we do about it so that it becomes a bit wider knowledge uh right um i've left i've left this deliberately until last um uh, we we alluded to the fact that um technically we have a defeat against our name this season but in football in terms we remain undefeated against prescott cables well it's nearly a month ago now um we in error played an illegible player in that game uh, and as a result of uh, Prescott notifying the league uh, we were subject to a three point deduction basically the points were given to Prescott Cables as a result of of that error um, perhaps just to put some context in into it um, essentially we could have signed this player on on the day and he would have been perfectly able to have played in that game but for a a raft of reasons because it was a midweek game people were running around like blue ass flies um, it was overlooked um, so he, he played um, by mistake under a different name uh, we had five subs so it wasn't a case that we needed the extra player and as I say he could have played legitimately it was just a case of a small number of volunteers doing an awful lot of things to try and get the game ready I'll start with you Yoz how do you feel about the three-point deduction, do you think it's fair? I'm, I'm trying to be balanced about this because I've got my own thoughts, which I'll give in a second. Okay, you you stay balanced, Mark, because obviously I'm swaying heavily <laughs> not to be balanced, very heavily. Um, but just to clarify something you just said, you said the player played under another name. It's not like we chose to give him a different name. The error was on the team sheet also because, again, of people running around. I was on holiday myself. It's a midweek game, so there's extra pressure. You're not getting out of work till late. Traffic's busy. One person started the team sheet, um, and then a second person took over writing the team sheet because there was a problem with the kit. So the first person who was looking after the team sheet had to go and sort the kit issue out. 
Um, and I suppose that really sums up my frustration with football and probably why I walked away a couple of years ago is that the, with certain people, with certain officials, definitely, um, with local county FAs and definitely most leagues we've been in over the years or I've played in or whatever, there is little or no understanding of the fact that all of the people that run these various teams and clubs around the city and the country are all volunteers. We all do it for nothing. We're not professional. And I'm not saying because we, we don't get paid, everyone should feel sorry for us because we're doing what we love to do. We, we, we love to keep involved in the game and provide the facility to play football. But when I say we're not professionals, I mean, you know, we've got lives, we've got other work, we've got full-time jobs. We have to run around like crazy. We don't have the... Um, facility for being the only thing I have to do that day is get the kit ready and sort the team sheets and stuff and people will make mistakes but there's just the the very very to the letter of the law and that just frustrates that life out of me to be quite honest with you I mean I've submitted a letter we, we are sort of trying to appeal this decision we'll, we'll wait and see whether anything comes of it um, one of the arguments I, I made was aside from the fact that he could have legitimately played so there was no unfair advantage gained, the fact of the matter is that there was 14 other Cheshire Lions players playing in that game and to suggest that one person would have made the difference between us winning 4-2 and losing the game, I guess much must really stick in the craw a little bit as a player who played in that game. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was a big big team effort. The the lad who played included as well. He, he, He did play well, obviously, but... So many of us did. It was you know against a team who who have now gone top of the league with that three points that, that that have been taken from us and gifted to them. So they are obviously a good team because they're up there and we four two. You know it's it, it was it's a good it's a good clean solid win. They signed a player on on the day. They brought the paperwork through and signed a. Play- we could have done exactly that had we known. It's just that like you say, it was a lot of admin and a mistake was made. But for me. Just going back on what you said about uh, all this being volunteer based, that's exactly it. And we seem to get held to a, a higher standard than the professional clubs seem to. Um, you know, there's, there's been incidences. There's been one this week, what, this yeah, month, with, on, with, with Liverpool. Um, Liverpool played a player in a, in a cup game who wasn't given international clearance to play, an ineligible player. Liverpool went. The, the game wasn't taken away from them. Rescinded. They were given a fine. And that's consistent with when Sunderland played an ineligible player, Key, a couple of years ago. They were also given a fine and the result stood. Well, that was actually three Premier League games in a cup game. It, the plot thickens and I think the most famous case of it has got to be, if you ask any Sheffield United fan, Carlos Tevez almost single-handedly relegated them when he kept West Ham up, deemed to be an ineligible player. West Ham remained in the Premier League, kept the proceeds and were given a fine. They're professional outfits. They, they, this is pe- people get paid to make sure these things don't happen. We don't, but for some strange reason, when you go to these FAs and the leagues and stuff like that, they close the door, they shut the shop. They, I mean, I'd be amazed if they listen to a word you say when you get in there. Frankly, they, ju- they let you have your little say, and then they, ju- they just they stick to their verdict, to their convictions, and we get held to that. But the professional clubs don't seem to. I, I don't understand how. What we've done is any different to what's happened with Liverpool in the week. So, if someone from the league or the FA or somebody who knows the rules would like to tell me what the difference is, I would be all ears. But 
as far as I'm concerned there's no difference it's actually counterproductive for relationships between the clubs as well because let's not forget the fact that Prescott didn't do anything wrong and by submitting the, the, the complaint about it I mean I suppose if you were you were being a bit heavy handed about the approach you could say well if they'd have won the game would they have made that complaint anyway fundamentally they haven't really done anything wrong and yet my feelings toward Prescott aren't particularly warm and fuzzy at the minute because I almost feel like they've stolen three points from us through a, a technicality as opposed to on the pitch, which which isn't fair on them really. It isn't them who've done that. I mean, I guess they got the ball rolling with the complaint, but it's the league who have done that, and it seems a shame that two clubs might feel a little bit of ill will towards one another because one feels they've been harshly penalised. Yeah, very much so, Mark. Um... I'm not feeling the love for Prescott at the moment myself, but that's probably down to the whole situation um, itself. And like, you know, I agree with everything Perry said. They do. They shut up shop. You have to. They have to give you um, an opportunity to respond. But I always feel that any time we've been involved with leagues and definitely the county FA and definitely the league we're in at the minute, that they have made their decision before you even open your mouth and that's it um, and they always it doesn't help sometimes that I think some teams have got um, people on the league committees and stuff like that so it's almost like you know they've got an in-house representative with a similar handshake with a similar handshake yeah and, you know that's happened to us with Prescott it happened with the uh, Ellesmere Port a couple of seasons ago as well again where we we got the points deducted from us and that's that's just rubbish. And I, I seen a comment on Twitter through the week um, from one of the guys who runs Bootle Books, which I'm not sure, but I think it's I assume it's a junior team. So you know, a, a lot of people there had been commenting about the Liverpool thing through the week, the Tevez stuff, and you know all the various administration errors that had not gone. Uh, not being punished in the same way that we have found ourselves to be punished. Um, and, and the guy from Bootle Books was saying, well, basically, that was um, the EFL that had made the ruling about Liverpool. And, and unfortunately, they don't run our league. Our league runs our league. And that's great. That's fine. I totally agree with that. I understand. But why are the rules in football different from one league to another based on where your, your location and just someone's feeling? That's not the case. It, it, it's got to be standardised. And it's standardised from the top down, not from the bottom up. So, you know, it's just not consistent. It's not fair. And it does, it makes you feel sick and makes you feel want to walk away. And the three points, isn't it? It's not all about the three points because if I'm totally honest, although I want to win the league and although I want us to be promoted, I'm not sure I actually want to go up. Because the extra expense, you've got £110 a game because you've got a, um, two linesmen for every game. And I just, I'm not sure that it's worth it. I think you lose the roll-on, roll-off in the, the top division yeah, as well. Which doesn't allow you to do what I'm doing this year in terms of trying to um, force the discipline issue. And it also doesn't give you an opportunity to get as many people involved. So, you know, you've got five subs on that sideline. You can only use three. Now, I know I'm going away from the the topic really but 
yeah, you know, things like that make you want to walk away from football at this level because it's just so wrong. It just, it's so unjust. Um, and we've had that a couple of times now. Even at this early time of the season, those three points make quite a big difference, don't they? As you mentioned, Prescott currently sitting top of the table because they've got those three points. We're actually third from bottom at the minute, but we've got three games in hand. For some bizarre reason, our fixture list has kind of given us a holiday for, for the last month. Um, if we won all our games in hand, and were we to be given back those three points, we would actually be top of the table. Um, so it's, it is actually the difference between us being top of the table and Prescott Cables being top of the table, which I think from a sporting perspective seems like a really sad way to... I mean, let's say Prescott finished top of the table because they keep those three points and we finish second. I, I don't know how I'd feel if I'd won the league on the technicality. No, I was just going to make that point as you, as you were saying. And I think if that was me and um, that, that that's how it came about, it, it, it would always have an asterisk next to it for me. Um, it, it wouldn't quite be the same. Because so, we don't we don't generally report to we we actually make a conscious effort not to bother, do we? And uh, there's been plenty of times when we know teams have not necessarily played a kosher player, um, but rather than making a song and dance about it, if we've won the game or whether we've lost the game, we kind of taken it as a it's a game of football. And at the end of the day, um, and you know, usually it's the teams who were at the bottom who were struggling who needed to ring in players just because. There's no other way of fielding eleven lads, and yeah. our attitude has always been: well, we'd rather have a game of football eleven v eleven than them have to ring up on the day because they can't get enough rings yeah. in to they, actually play a game of footy. The only time I check a team sheet from the opponents is at the end of the game when I'm looking to who to award man of the match to um, for their team and how to spell the name, the lad's name. That's the only time I look at it. And you've got to remember, at our, you know, at, at the very, very top of the game, if Barcelona are missing Lionel Messi, then they struggle because he can change games on his own. Cristiano Ronaldo changes games on his own. They're the very, very top level. At our level, one player is not going to make that much difference, to be honest with you. They're not going to change a game. Yeah. Because if they had that ability to change a the game, they wouldn't be playing on our level. And I... You know, all the teams we come up against, they're all volunteers. They're all amateurs, giving it the best shot. Um, so, I, I don't, I just don't see the point in penalising opponents because they're struggling to get lads on the game. I mean, God, let's face it, how many, how many teams have folded this year? Richmond Wraith Rovers, Fords, yeah. you know, they're big, strong Long-standing clubs, aren't they? Long-standing clubs with money behind them. Just um, um, just to cut off here, if anyone from Fords or Richmond Reef Rovers are good enough and looking for a club, we're always accepting Ooh, good nice. players. Nice person. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's an opportunist approach. You yeah. Take it where you can get them, mate. Um, okay, so at, at this current moment in time, we've, we have filed a, an email to the league um, raising all of our points. So we'll watch this space. I think we're all surprised to say that we're not holding our breaths, and quite frankly, if we—that's me not holding my breath. <laughs> and, and, and if we don't get the three points, then we're not really asked because we will ultimately go and win it on the pitch. Eh? Well um, but um, it will be nice to get that because it does feel like there's 14 other lads who got punished by uh, a, a volunteer's administrative. Oversight. I, I would actually hate, like Perry said before, I would, I would hate to win a game in that manner. 
I really, really would. I wouldn't want the three points. Keep them. That's the wrong way to get them. You win it on the pitch. It was once said, well, actually, when the... Um, it was. It was when they were checking us out the, for the, the league. The league committee came over to our ground when they came over to the ground to assess um, the facilities and stuff like that. It was actually stated to us by the then chairman that nobody in this league gets points unless they win it on win them on the uh, on the pitch and yet it's horse shit <laughs> yeah it, it that's just blatant not not true as we found over the last three seasons in their defense they might need prescott cable stadium for a cup final down the line so you've got to keep your mates sweet haven't you very true and it, it is allegedly sad. <laughs> allegedly yeah um it, it does look like a bit of old boys network at times um and uh, you know we're not in that network i don't want to be in that network no, no um but just because we're not in that network doesn't mean you should be penalized that's that's just sad well we'll keep you posted on any news as i say it's with the league we're not holding our breath but if, if something does happen um then we'll let you know by all means if you want to tell us your thoughts and comments it's it's all welcome as we say, we're, we've got no issue with people letting us know what their thoughts are. Um, try and not keep it abusive, because um, as I say, we'll just delete that because we can't. We don't care, do we? No, nope. we're not that bothered. Um, right, next we've got some match previews. So we've got some games coming up. Um, I'm conscious of time, so um, we've got a game in just a couple of hours against um, Saint Michael's. Um, what does DH stand for? Does anyone know? Is it a school? I no, I can only think. That what DH stands for, and it's definitely not dickhead. Um, it's a good thing this goes out just after we played. Yeah. Just joking, lads. By the way, um, I have you no said idea. it's not for that. So if any, it's a compliment. Yeah. So Saint Saint Michael's, I believe, uh, from the Warrington League, um, which is quite interesting actually, because I assume they come under the Cheshire FA. So it actually makes me think, wonder, and I'm going to ask our chairman that question: um, Could we enter? The Cheshire Cup competitions instead of the Liverpool competitions. Well, they, they, they actually must be affiliated with the Liverpool FA because this is oh, a Liverpool, Liverpool FA, FA Cup. That, yeah. yeah, but they, uh, yeah. So but the fact they're in Warrington Cheshire. just it does baffle me. Uh, anyway, but, yeah. that's a, that's another one about the game. Um, no idea what they're going to be like, obviously. Um, I, but as I've said before, I, I genuinely believe it's all about us. It's all about how we start. It's all about whether we play the game. It's all about how much we put into it. Because on our day, I think we've got a squad uh, good enough to actually test themselves against anybody. Um, But, you know, if we have an off day, anything's possible. You don't want to underestimate anyone. But um, you mentioned they were in the Warrington League. Now, uh, we actually played Holton Borough in this very cup last year. And we beat them 4-0. St. Michael's are currently um, in three games. They've won one, lost two. So it doesn't suggest they're the strongest team in the Warrington League. Uh, this should be a rollover, shouldn't it, Pez? Uh, it's, you always get lulled into this with the cup, though, don't you? Um, when when the pitch is slippy and there's maybe a, a, a team who on paper should be better than the other team, you often find that the other team finds a bit of blood and thunder and they, they make a real go of it. I, that's actually what I think Poulton Royal managed to, managed to get that draw out of us because they played it like a cup game and do you know what, they were bloody brilliant on the day as well. So uh, there's, there's, there's an old saying that um, 
our, our current managers jumped into me about um, class and hard work. So uh, uh, you you know you know the one I mean, don't you? Yes. Uh, if you'd like to black that off for us, I think that that could be very very yeah, telling. Make it sound wise. Is, yeah. it, is that because I've drummed it into you so much that you can't remember it? And no, no I, I seen you there, and I just thought right, he, he so wants this moment. Hard work will beat ability if ability doesn't work hard. Beautiful, James Joyce. There you go, Coach Carter. So is, is that is, are those the words you're going to be playing to today? That that will come up today at some point because. It, the the slow starts that we've had the, the games that we've almost thrown away and just about won we'll go back to um, Quarry Bank and the Cup you know full first halves of teams working harder being more aggressive and ultimately putting us two, two goals down you know you're not going to have that magical second half every week That we, 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 we will not be able to keep that up so it'd be nice to try and start off on the right foot and make this our game not you know a, a, a cup fixture where we could potentially have a banana skin and have you got your lineup sorted in your head because there's there's quite a few lads available for today some new faces we mentioned Jack already Victor who you haven't seen play in a competitive game but you've seen him being the goal animal that he is in pre-season he's available as well resident stud muffin as well by the way yeah. uh, ladies the, the Christmas calendar will be out and he's your guy oh yes if he was that fellow who used to play for Chelsea up front Costa he's got he's, 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 a, got a, he's a handsome Costa I'd say yeah yeah he has have you got your lineup sorted no I haven't Mark um, I have obviously mm. thought about it but um, I've got a rough draft in my head but I'll wait till we get there on the day and I'll just have a look in people's eyes as they arrive and see whether they're up for it or not. Or if they've been out or not. Yeah. <laughs> He's open to bribery then, Pez. Always. If you can't if you can't abuse your own power, what's the point in having it? <laughs> so go on then. Um I'm gonna push you for a scoreline because this this goes this will probably go out after the game. So we will be able to hold judge you. Uh, Pez, we'll start with you. Having never seen them kick a ball and knowing nothing about them, I'm still going to go optimistic and say 4-0. I think you want a clean sheet in the mix, and if we play well, we've, we, as you've alluded to, we've got goals in us and we've got them from everywhere. Very good. Yours? Uh, not sure. I think we'll win the game. Not sure about goals again. If we're on our, de- on our day, we can score a bag full. Uh, but I'd be really happy with a clean sheet today. Yeah. Clean sheet. I'd say 2-0. 2-0 would do me. I'd like more, obviously, uh, because it gives you a bit of a cushion. I can relax second half and stuff. But you know that that's that's what I think. I think a clean sheet will do me for today. Splendid. Well, I was going to say four nil, but it'd be boring if I said the same as you. So I'll go three nil. I'll split the difference between it, the two of you. It's interesting that you, from from where I was at four, you went down one and all at one. Is that a lack of faith in the lads, Mister P? <laughs> um, I'll have to edit that bit out. At five nil, <laughs> fifteen nil. <laughs> Um, it's just a typical Yorkshire man just wouldn't give too much away <laughs> yeah it, it's my natural inclination to round down not up yeah of course yeah the the other thing that we were going to introduce as a thing we'll have to run it by the lads first um, I was going to call it first round um, it was the idea is it's a bit like tag when a lad gets booked in a game he becomes the person who's liable to buy the first round at our end of season awards do when the next person gets booked that that privilege and honour gets passed to that player so the next person so it continues throughout the course of the season so whoever gets booked last at the very end of the season will be the one who will be opening up his wallet and 
flashing the cash for the rest of us. I didn't know how you two felt about this. Obviously, we've got to run it by the lads, but you know, we might we might impose some authority on that. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea, Mark, and I just hope that um, RJ and Dylan start saving from today because Sam Dixon's oh, away with well, unless Sam Dicko stops uh, diving. Um, and keeps his mouth shut like yeah. his missus is always telling him it'll be yeah could be them three so Bez have you uh, with that in mind have you now got yourself a little bit of a, a plan of action on how you can avoid that if you look back I know you've been looking through the stats I'm quite infrequently booked um, if, you, if you want to go back through that he sounds like he's set himself up there yours. yeah no I, I, I mean that though uh, I'm very infrequently booked me, me and the referees have a, have a really really nice Relationship where I often push them to the point of wanting to book me, but they never ever quite manage to do it. Bless them. Okay. He's a, he's a bit like a chip off the old block in <laughs> terms of he can manage to keep his cool and calm in most situations, but when that kettle boils, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we don't know when this uh, when we'll next get a chance to do one. So just in the off chance that we can't get one in before next Saturday, we've got Malaby at home. Last year we had a a, a victory against them and a rather tenuous defeat as well. Um, do you want to stick your score predictions in against for Malibu? Because, um, I mean, it's very difficult when you don't see a team how different they've changed. Yeah. They haven't started the season flying. Well, from what I've seen with Malibu over the last couple of seasons, they'll, good, they'll be a yeah. good side. They'll be tough to play. Uh, I fancy ourselves at home, though. Um, not on their pitch, which is a bit of a dodgy old, old Astro with Hockey floodlights. Pitch. That's... Not the best, but I go three one, three one to us for next week. And Pez, a uh, lot of respect for Malaby. Um, just off the back of that away game where they gave us a bit of a slap, and we actually went one nil up um, after I scored. Um, and you asked me for the highlights as well, I didn't did, you? Yeah. Um, from, from what from memory, I believe you get booked more often than you score, though. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it probably evens itself out a little bit. That yeah, but I think on that day we did have chances, and we have beaten them at home. So I, I think this. The, the at home shout is for me I, I do think we'll be able to beat them go on then I'll so, go 3-0 3-0 ok well I'll go 2-0 <laughs> I'll keep it consistent <laughs> from the last one we'll round down 15-0 yeah not too bad <laughs> uh, splendid well that's about it because we've now got to go and uh, do our other job which is getting the stuff ready for today's game so uh, all the best for today Pez yeah cheers good mate. luck yours all the best it's good to have you back thank you my man it's good to see you and all splendid that'll do it's a wrap. Social at the Put Station on Facebook.